good. Ah, uh, there we go. <clears throat> it's been a few weeks. <laughs> it's good to be back here with our church family. Even after sickness and seeing our biological family, it's good being again with our church family. Especially during this this season where there's so much there's so much going on. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this season marks a critical moment in your long plan to redeem us. The birth of your son into this world That may not seem like much for some of us. But it's the beginning. It was the beginning of a 33-year journey and beyond. to redeem us. A moment where the whole world shifted. When this tiny little baby entered into the world. God among us. I pray that we, we remember this as we go through this season. That no matter how low we feel, how dark the season might be for us, We see the lights. But some just remember the hurt and pain of either missing loved ones or past hurts or sicknesses or I pray that you would be with us as you were in that moment. so many years ago. I pray for this service that we would hear your words.
that we would live your words, that no matter what's going on, we would know that you have us and you are willing to do anything it takes to save us, In to, including sending your son, who you knew would die in one of the most brutal ways we could ever think of. I pray for those who aren't here because of sickness. I pray for those online. I pray for those and I pray for us that we would be your shining light in this season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, worship team. How's everybody doing today? It's good to have everybody in God's house this morning. Uh, somebody mentioned that uh, Christmas season is busy, and you know, while it is joyful, boy, that calendar gets full, doesn't it? Um, which, of course, is what I'm going to tell you about all the things that are filling up the calendar. But uh, but that's all right. You know, we we do what we can do, and it, we have opportunities to serve and enjoy. Uh, one of those opportunities that we hear about is um, bell ringing for the Salvation Army. So um, I know that's always been a, a, a sweet spot in Marsha's heart. So she got the phone number. If anybody would like to volunteer ringing the bell, they always need volunteers. This number will be over by the sound booth and just stop by and you can write that down and call and see when you can help out. I know they, uh, they always appreciate the help. So we encourage you to, to do that if so led. Um, we, uh, we have a, a box, or actually a couple boxes in the back uh, fellowship hall for Christmas cards. If you're a Christmas card person, but you kind of hate to spend 60 cents on a first class stamp, um, you can bring a whole stack of them, and we have folders for each family. We think we've got everybody listed. There's also a list of the names that you can take with you if you want. And then just come and drop them off, uh, the Christmas cards in the boxes, in the folders, and... Um, when we do our ornament exchange and Christmas lunch in two weeks, then at the end of that, you know, we'll make sure everybody gets them all and takes them home. Um, but we kind of, we're, we're leaning more instead of a potluck, uh, the church is going to buy sandwiches. And then if you'd like to bring either a salad 
or a dessert of cookies or something made with sugar. You could certainly do that, and I'm sure that would go over really well. So uh, <laughs> it's Christmas, right? That's what happens is we, we eat too much sugar. Um, but before that, um, next Saturday on the 10th, uh, the Katieville Christmas Tree Lighting is happening. Uh, we're one of the partner organizations, and they are honoring uh, Ron Meese, who is a longtime attender here. Um, I know he was our treasurer for 40 years, and he had probably been here maybe 40 more before. I'm not sure exactly, but he'd been here a long time. But they're honoring Ron um, uh, at that. They, they honor somebody every year, so I think it would be really nice that his church family was there to, to be part of that, even if you didn't know Ron. Um, but um, they are looking for volunteers from like three to maybe five, even if you can come to, to help for that. And then um, the tree lighting and everything is, happens pretty quick because then they, I think they do the, the parade of, you know, decorated fire trucks through the community after it. So, um, but anyway, if you can help out with that, that would be great. Uh, if you have any questions about that, please see me after um, and I'll get that information to you. We do have an Advent study uh, Wednesday at 6.30 here at the church. We're going into the second week, but if you didn't attend the first one, you can still come. Um, we'll catch you up on what happens with the whole story, but I think you know it. Uh, but if you'd like, come, come for that. Um, it's about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending on how talkative we are. Um, and let's see. Uh, we always want to thank you for your faithful giving um, to the church and to overseas missionaries that we support and all the things that just help help make everything happen, right? Uh, we couldn't do it without you. So all the ways that you can give will be up on the screen, uh, and we thank you for that. Uh, we also have Christmas presents here. Those are going to be given to the Clinton County Christmas Bureau Probably the 18th will probably be the last Sunday that we'll collect those. Uh, those are for uh, kids here in the local area. Before that, we did the Operation Christmas Child, which supported people overseas. Now we're kind of focusing on the local kids. So if you'd like to bring a new unwrapped toy and just drop it under the tree, we'll make sure that gets to where it needs to go. So thank you for that. Um, we have Tyler Hardy is here to speak again today, so we appreciate that. We appreciate his... Uh, his escorts as well. Um, so it's always glad to see the Barkhams too. So uh, let's see, we have the Middlemas family is gonna come and do the Advent reading for us. Half of the Middlemas family, but <laughs> we're here. <laughs> Peace. This desired yet elusive ideal is not found in politics, the news, social media, addictions, or shallow relationships. Peace is only found through Jesus Christ. When we are at peace with God, then God's peace may be in us. In O Holy Night by Adolphe Adam, there is a line that depicts, hold on a minute here. Don't need the glasses to read. In O Holy Night by Adolphe Adam, there is a line that depicts the peace of God as a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices. It's a breath of crisp mountain air, 
a sublime sunset, a breakthrough on a difficult project, or a baby's first cry after a hard night of labor. It's peace, a peace that settles deep into the bones and stills an anxious soul. Today marks the second week of Advent, a season recognized by the church around the time as around the world as a time to prepare our hearts and lives to welcome the coming of Jesus Christ at Christmas. We track this season by engaging in several rhythms, one of them being to light candles, one for each week leading up to Christmas Day. Today we light the second candle, traditionally called the candle of peace. Old Testament prophecies in the Bible were written for their immediate context, but some of these prophecies were also a foreshadow of Jesus. At Christmas, we read these prophecies to remind us of, what, of who Jesus is and why Jesus came to us at Christmas. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 is a popular scripture used in Advent. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus came as a child born to us with the eternal government of heaven on his shoulders as his responsibility. Jesus is in charge. Where Jesus rules, there is peace. Like a legend of old, Jesus rules with authority and power and treats those who live in the kingdom of Christ with kindness and honor. As Micah 5, verses 4 and 5 say, he will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace. Will you pray with us, please? Jesus, our peace, be near to us when our lives seem far from peaceful. Assure us of your presence with us. We need you, Holy Spirit. And we cry out for you for help. Be our gentle shepherd, our wise king, and the peace of our hearts, we pray. Amen. Well, hello again. Nice to be back here. Um, <clears throat> before we get started, let's pray again. We need it. Lord, I thank you so much for um, all that you have for us in this service, all that we've had so far, uh, worshiping you. And I ask that you would be with us as we um, hear what you have to say. Have me only say what you want me to say, Lord, and uh, uh, speak to each of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, last week, I think it was last week, I was at another church, and I preached a, a, a sermon, and I'm pretty sure that I got more out of it than anybody else. So let's see who, who gets it this, this week. Um, 
So um, uh, I'm going to talk about peace. This is, well, I really like this time of year. I think we need some snow, though. I love snow. I see you have some very nice snowflakes outside, or out in the, the back and up here. I really like all these snowflakes. Um, it, it's, uh, it can be such a nice time of year for some of us anyway. For some of you, you might not like this time of year. Some people purposely leave this area because they don't like this time of year. But I, I love it. I love the snow. And I, I love Christmas music. I can, Chris, I can listen to Christmas music any time of the year. doesn't matter if it's Christmas or not. God is always amazing, so why not listen to Christmas music? Uh, so many nice things, and uh, of course, Christmas Day can be such a nice day. Um, but this time of year is not peaceful, though. For as nice as it's supposed to be, this is some of the most stressful times for people. And for some people, it's actually a very, very difficult time of year because when tough things happen this time of year and you hate for it to be around this time of year, but that seems to be when all these stressful things are. It, it, It goes together. So you have all these great things and all this stress is so far from peaceful. And we have to remember at least as, as uh, when we, if we believe in God and we believe that he has all this peace for us, then Christmas time is not supposed to be stressful. But for so many people, it's so stressful. It's so far from peaceful. But that's not what God wants for us at all. He, just think about what God would say. We, we celebrate Jesus' birthday, and we make it some of the most stressful time of year. He'd be like, what is wrong with you people? You're supposed to be having a good time, enjoying yourselves. Enjoy all the snow as it piles up on the ground. (laughs) Well, I like that anyway. But um, in Philippians 4, 4 through 9, it says, Always be full of joy. Uh, Oh, I I threw them off. I used the NLT version, not the NIV So I threw them off. You're just going to have to listen to me. Um, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds everything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. That's what we want, isn't it? Peace. But don't be anxious about anything, anything at all. We're probably not doing a good job about that. But God wants us to be rejoicing. He wants us to be filled with his hope, his peace, his love, and his joy, which are the things that we celebrate in Advent. Um, And it says, let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. For so many of us, prayer can be the last resort, but it should be our first resort. We should be going to God first, because when we ask him for our needs, he's the one who can give us the best chance of hope. He, he offers us ultimate hope. 
Um, that doesn't mean that everything's going to work out the way we want it to, but he is going to get us through it. But when, he wants us to pray about everything, asking him for the things that we need, but being thankful at the same time, saying, Lord, I need this, but also a thank you, because we can know that he is going to pull through. He's going to get us through whatever we're going through. He has good plans despite the chaos that goes on in the world. But we have to be thankful at the same time because if we're not thankful, then what are we? We're just giving him a checklist and say, all right, Lord, I need this. Do this. If you don't, I'm going to go be miserable somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> we, sometimes we expect God to do things but God isn't like a genie where we say, okay, we want this, we want this, we want this, because God's like, okay, now you need to take a look at this list because you're way off. The things that you see as peaceful are not the right things. See what you did to Jesus' birthday? <laughs> um, the, the world has one kind of peace. It's like a calm, you know, peace and tranquility, just calm. That's what the world sees as peaceful. What God sees as peaceful, is I, I'm thinking of Jesus when he fell asleep on the boat. And his disciples are freaking out because this huge storm comes in and they think they're all going to die. And they're trying to wake him up like, Jesus, we're going to die. And Jesus, he's just sleeping through it because this huge storm is not going to ruin his peace. Nothing is going to because he knows everything will be okay. In fact, everything will be good. It doesn't mean that only good things are going to happen. But overall, he is going to get us through it. And who else do we want to help us get through things than God Almighty? Um, so that's the kind of peace that Jesus offers. This, kinds of, this kind of peace where the whole world is doing who knows what, but we can still be peaceful. Because we know God is still good, he is still here, and he still has good plans. When the Israelites said they'd get punished time and time again, and they were asking for it, and they asked and asked and asked again and again. But um, when they were being exiled, God let them get taken into exile because they had been worse than the people before them. This is when they had their, their promised land. They were, they, after, you know, decades and decades afterwards, they had gotten so bad they were worse than the people that were previously in the land. And so God's like, that's it. And so they were taken into exile, but he still said that he had good plans for them, plans for them to prosper. He does not want terrible things to happen to us. And he wants us to have peace it's kind of just, are we going to take it? Are we going to accept his peace? Or are we going to get caught up in all the chaos? He wants to fill our hearts and our minds with peace beyond understanding. Something that we can't even comprehend. How many of us can comprehend sleeping through a huge storm when you're on a, a little boat? Anybody? I'm not sure if I can quite comprehend that much. But, you know, maybe we can comprehend that. God's peace goes far beyond that, so far beyond that, so far beyond that that I would say that even when Jesus was dying on the cross, you know, he was still saying to God, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. He's saying that about the people who just hung, that, hung him on the cross and were killing him. He knows that he has good plans for us. That's why he went through all of that. He has peace beyond understanding. 
God doesn't want us to be anxious or fearful. He wants us to give him his requests and trust him with it. So, because if we're not trusting him with those problems, how are we ever going to have peace? Because if we don't let go and say, God, I'm going to let you be in charge of this, then you know, if, we're, if we're still holding on tight, it's just not good. That is so far from peaceful. So I have a couple of object lessons. We'll see how this goes. I've done it before. That doesn't mean that it's going to go great. All right. And you know, just in case, I'm going to take my Bible and set it over here. And I forgot to, I was thinking, oh, I should pack some stuff in case I do want to do this, these object lessons, and then I forgot. So Grandma had to uh, help me out this morning. So um, this is us, and uh, this is us also. But this one and this one are not going to be the same. This one, this is us, but God gives us his peace. And so this is him putting his peace in us. Grandma, you're not going to have as much salt. <laughs> God puts his peace inside of us. This is what he wants for us. Now the world, it just throws a whole bunch of junk inside of us. That's not what we want. What we want is God's peace, isn't it? We want peace. This is, we want real peace. The world, I don't know, they got like the, the salt shaker, but it's like, just sprinkle a tiny bit in. It doesn't really, it's not, it's not worth that much. Again, just peace, tranquility. No, God offers peace despite what's going on around you. Um, there could be absolute chaos, but God still wants us to be able to have some peace. Um, so this is what the world looks like with us in the world. And this is us with God's peace inside of us. I'm going to stick this in here just in case. And what happens when our life gets turned upside down? And so even when we are clinging to God, holding on to him tight, you know, like a child when you're holding on to your parent's leg and they're trying to walk anyway, you know, when you are clinging to God because you're saying, God, I have, I have no peace at all, I need you, I need your peace, and life is going to get turned upside down, when this is going on you, now let's see if I can do this correctly, It might be hard to see from where you are. I'm going to hold this. I'm going to hold it up. It's still clear in the bottom. Because God's peace inside of us is guarding our hearts, guarding our minds, so that when terrible things happen, when terrible things come our way, it's okay. I have God. You ever see somebody and you're like, how is that person still holding together? They got so much nonsense going on in their life. And you just can't imagine like, how do they have, how can they still be holding themselves together? Or how can they still, um, how can they still 
trust that things are going to work out. Um, there's like situations where people, they're like, well, yeah, sure, my husband left me, but that doesn't mean I want to give up on him. And sometimes you say, well, it's never going to happen. They're never coming back. But when they can hold on to God's peace and say, you know what? I'm not moving on until I know that it's what God wants. Then they can keep their lives looking like this. And sometimes you have to wait years for stuff like that. That's just one example of so many things that can happen in people's lives. But you see people that they, you don't know how they're holding their lives together. Probably it's not them. Because usually when they're going through those kinds of situations, if they really are holding together, it's because they have God holding them together. And that is the, that is the kind of peace that I want, where all chaos can be going on, but I can still know, as hard as it, as difficult as it is, I can still know God is good. He is here, and he will get me through this. He wants me to have peace, knowing that God is still good. So... I just really like that, that it's all the weight of everything that could possibly come down on us and God's peace inside of us can still keep that out. Now, I'm going to pour this out. We're done with those. And I'll come back to this. Philippians 4, 8 and nine, or Philippians 4, 8 again. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. What kinds of things do we as human beings think about? It's not the nice things. We think about all sorts of other stuff. Um, you ever see the news? <laughs> Some people give up on, have given up on watching the news because it's just bad stuff. All they see, they're like, I got enough stuff going on in my life. Why do I want to watch the news and see more? Could it, would it really hurt them to put a few nicer things on there? You know, a few nice things to go, and you, you see terrible things happen, like, oh my goodness, this is going on in the world. And you don't get the follow-ups. I, I, usually I got to go searching. What's the follow-up? Whatever happened to that? Did it ever work? Oh, it worked out. Guess that's why I didn't see that on the news. Yeah, people think about all the horrible, awful, yucky, nasty stuff that happens in the world. And that's what gets their attention. You, you, you see, oh, good, it worked out. Phew, they're not going to keep watching. They're going to keep watching. Like, oh, my goodness, it's getting worse. I didn't think it could. I, this is what people think about, even if they're not watching the news. Some people, oh, the negativity. It just goes on and on and on. One time I had a conversation with a couple of people, and they were related, so not to me, but uh, they were related, so I guess this could explain some things, but oh, they were so, so negative. How can you possibly be that negative? And they'd say something, and I'm like, it's not that bad, and I deal with that more than they do, talking about teenagers these days, and I'm like, I substitute teach at a school. In, in fact, I've substitute teach uh, taught at three schools, and it's not that bad. It gets bad, but it's not that bad. You should really see adults, is what I'm thinking a lot of the time. I, you know, kids, they're, they're something. I don't, I don't 
I don't teach the lower grades. Kids, they get, they're all running around. I don't know what to do with them. And then the teenagers, I know what to do with them. And yet, let's face it, human beings, they're full of nonsense. And I can deal with their nonsense. Then you get adults. Oh, they think they know what they're doing. We don't. <laughs> and I, if I ever know what I'm doing, just go ahead and walk out, leave. I, because if I know what I'm doing, it's not good. I'm only here because God knows what he's doing. And he said, Tyler, whether you think it's right or not, you need to go do this. So here I am doing exactly what I never thought I would be doing. I could not public speak until God told me to. And then I was amazed. But... Um, so often we think about the negatives. So, so these, couple, this couple, or these couple of people, they're talking and they're going on about this and that. And I'm like, well, this, well, you know, I say something, try to make it positive. Like, t- teenagers are not all bad. They're definitely not all bad. And then they say something else. I'm like, how, did, how could you possibly have taken it that way? That is not at all what I meant. It is not that bad. And, and then they're talking about so-and-so. I'm like, what? Well, I know so-and-so. They're not that bad either. And everything I said, they twist like it goes into their ears and it, it gets into their brain. And I'm like, how could you, how does your brain work like that? How can you be so negative? They're extreme. But really, how many of us are actually good at being peaceful and positive? How many of us? I, I think sometimes I'm good at it. Anybody else? Okay, maybe I should put my hand down. (laughs) Um, You know, we think about the negative things that are going on in the world. But I like, we've got a hand. But is is God all bad? Is God all bad? God's no bad. Is the world all bad? No, the world is not all bad. There's lots of good people, and it doesn't matter how old they are. There are so many good things in the world, but if we're only looking at the bad, of course everything's going to be miserable. Think about whatever is excellent and praiseworthy. These are the things that God wants us to fill our minds with. So if we're going to fill our minds with all this food coloring, of course it's not going to look good. But if we're filling our, our minds with all the peace that God has to offer us, yes, it is going to look good. There are going to be good things despite the bad around us. God has good things in this world, but if we're only looking at the bad, We're not going to see the good. We're not going to see all the great things. God is not a God of negativity. He is not a God of chaos. He is a God of order and peace. That is who he is. What else do I have written here? God keeps telling me I shouldn't be using notes so much. Um, Next one. So this one, again, you can't see it, but um, this has the food coloring in it. So this is the bad. This is the good. And so this has just clear water in it. If we put ourselves in God's peace, what comes out? Clear water. It's all nice and good. We see the good things that God is doing in our lives and the lives around us and all the people that are around us. We get to see all those good things. We are filled with all of these good things. We put ourselves in all the terrible stuff, what comes out is not looking so good. It's stuff that, you know, we fill ourselves with this, and then this is what we see. We're not looking at the things that God has for us. Instead, we're looking at all the other things that other people have for us. 
Because nobody is perfect. So no matter how good of a person we are, we still mess up. We still make mistakes. But if all we look at are other people's mistakes and mess ups, whether they did it intentionally or completely on accident, when that is all we're looking at, this is that what we are going to be filled, at, filled with. And when we're under pressure and we get squeezed, when things happen to us, that's what's going to come out of us too. So that's what we're sharing with people. We're not sharing God's peace. We're not sharing his love. We're not sharing any of that. Because what we see is all of this. And then what ends up coming out of us when we don't mean it is all of this. The same kind of stuff that we're focusing on, what we're thinking about. I think God was trying to help us out. Do us a favor. You know, look at the good things. Because when you're looking at the good things, you're going to see the good things. And now just like this sponge... It's already been dumped in the food coloring. We've all been dumped in the food coloring and all the stuff that happens in life. We, you know, we at least tiptoed into there a little bit. And then when I've just taken the sponge and I put it in here, there's still red. Because it's not always so easy to just make it all go away. But as we keep dunking, as we keep seeing, looking for even, the good things that God has for us, more and more it becomes clear. We come washed this is the life that god has for us we're all this sponge who's at least already at least once been dunked into all the chaos but this is what he has planned for us this is what he wants he wants us to keep on going to him getting together with fellow christians encouraging each other because we need it and then we get to look more and more clear we get to look more and more like what God has for us. That's the kind of person God wants us to be. That is what he has in store. But we have to make something really clear here. I keep talking about um, peace, you know, godly peace versus worldly peace, but so often we get the two mixed up. John 16, says, In this life you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. And when God, because God has overcome the world, he can overcome anything that happens in our lives. But we have to stick with that. That is the kind of peace that we're going to have, despite the things that happen. It doesn't mean that it's all going to be calm and peaceful. That's not the life that God is calling us to. He's calling us to help other people who are in the midst of chaos. So as we're trying to get ourselves, as God is pulling us out of our chaos... We're grabbing hold of other people and trying to lift them out too because we want to share what God has offered to all of us. There is peace in all the chaos. People, um, you get together with people, wherever you get people together, there's always going to be some kind of mistake or some kind of misunderstanding or always something that was done wrong, but we need to be going to people and helping them to get out of their peace and see the peace that we have, the peace that God has given us. This is what God wants for us, but he wants us to strive for this. He wants us to strive for all of it. And in 2 Corinthians, it says, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of peace, or the God of love and peace will be with you. God has offered us all salvation. He died for us to pay the price for all that we have ever done wrong, and he came back to life three days later, conquering death, conquering sin. That is what he offers us. 
And if we've never accepted it before, we can always sound, say to him now, Lord, forgive me for all the things that I have done wrong. Help me to live the life that you want me to live. And he will come into our hearts, into our lives, and he will make a difference. He will change us. He will transform us, not into some other person, but into the best version of ourselves that we could possibly be. It's not God changing who we are supposed to be. It's God taking out all those things who weaken who we are, who make us less of the amazing, perfect being that God wants. God designed us not with flaws, but the world is filled with flaws. We need to be thinking with a godly mindset, not an earthly mindset. The earth says, go for what is easiest for you. That is what's peaceful. God says, go for what is challenging and make a difference in other people's lives, and I will be making a difference in your life. That is what he tells us. He will make a difference in our lives. He will bring us peace. Let's pray. Lord, we, we, can't, thank you, we can't thank you enough for the amount of peace that you offer us. You have so much for us, Lord. It's whether or not we're going to accept it. Lord, help us to accept your peace, to accept your love, and that your peace would be ruling in our hearts, that we would be guided by what we know you want for us, not by what other people want, not by what we find easiest either, but that what we find is what you want for us. Help us to live lives filled with peace, where it's not just we can feel peaceful, but where we can help other people to be at peace also. So that when difficult situations come our way, we don't respond spilling out more of this yuck, but instead sharing what you have for us and for them. That when people would squeeze us and put pressure on us, that we wouldn't be spilling out with all this nasty stuff, but we would be pouring out your love, your peace, your goodness. Lord, help us to live for you every single day. And help us to be doing everything that we can to live at peace with other people and to bring peace into their lives also. Thank you, Lord, for all of this that you are doing in our lives. And thank you for all that you still have for us. You still have so many great plans for us. No matter what we've done, no matter where we are in our lives, you have great plans for us. Help us to be filled with your peace and to live the peace-bringing the peace bringing lives that you want us to live. In Jesus' name, amen. Every, every single day we need God. We need more of him. We need to be spending time with him, talking to him. In Colossians it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And then when we are letting him rule our hearts every single day when we're letting his feast his peace fill us when things happen we're only going to be spreading good stuff with other people we're not going to be spreading so much of this bad god has great plans for you this week and so let's go and live the lives that he has planned for us that's it